I did have um on the heels of our German New Medicine episode um recently I I did have an emotional conflict you just like went full like dark mode for like three days just like no, healing <laughs> welcome to the fifth element a podcast for people seeking intimate connection with their innermost self through holistic healing cosmic consciousness and radical rebirth we hope each episode is an opportunity for listeners to join the collective journey towards intuition and integration yeah it was wild and honestly like now that i'm i'm well i don't really subscribe to like the sick paradigm anymore but now that i'm not like chronically ill as a person I just have zero tolerance for feeling unwell because I just know what the alternative is and so like any minor inconvenience like a headache or anything is like oh I hate it I hate it I'm like I could never just keep doing this right so which is like great but also it's like sometimes you do just like need to wait it out and I just like get infuriated. <laughs> yeah. And then the conflicts keep building up because you're like getting infuriated. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Do you want to describe some of the conflicts? Oh, yeah. They well, all hit you at once. Well, right. I'm like, Mercury's not even in retrograde right now. Like, what is going on? But well, okay, the biggest one was recently I was invited to be on like a panel of women to talk about misogyny on this like Twitch stream. And I have, for several reasons that I can get into in a minute, have dubbed this like my Leo year. So like any opportunities for like, like performance or like putting myself out there in like creative spaces, like I'm just saying yes to. So like this past weekend, I had an improv show, I did a sketch show, and then I was in a film, you know, so it's just like, I'm just like saying yes to things. Um <laughs> And so I agreed to be on this panel um, and like the whole time, like up until I was kind of like, I don't know if I should do this, but also I was like, oh no, this is like an untapped audience, you know, like we don't exist on Twitch and you know, whatever. I was like, oh, it's a good way to just like get the name out there. Right. And yeah, it was, it was awful (laughs) like it was it was really awful also like I never should have agreed to it because the like it was a panel of all women but it was moderated by a man and that's fine his intentions were good I like talked to him beforehand but at the same time it's just like yeah that should have that's just like not something I would have agreed to Mm-hmm. in like person or in real life or things like that and he kind of um he hosts the show where he brings people together from like opposite or like just different backgrounds polarizing views to talk about a topic and the goal okay. is to have like a civil conversation about it okay and he's trying to be joe rogan i guess again i've never listened to joe rogan so i don't even really know what he does um but yeah so mostly like his you know conversations are about politics or whatever and um yeah so he and I like chatted beforehand and he was like oh and like just want to make sure you're okay with like conflict and confrontation like sometimes these turn into like debates and I I literally told him I was like I would hope a conversation 
between women just sharing their experiences of misogyny doesn't turn into an argument. (laughs) And he was like, well, I mean, yeah, we can hope, but like, it's just sometimes that's how it goes. And I was like, okay. Hmm. Um, Yeah, so basically, long story short, uh, we did have very polarizing opinions, me and these uh, four other women, and um, they did not like me. And that's fine. They don't have to. But it was just this very interesting conversation of they just like literally everything I had to say was problematic. They called me a cult leader. They told me I was dangerous, that my language was problematic. What were you saying? Well, I was just, I mean, the very first thing out of my mouth was, I mean, we were just sharing like our initial thoughts about misogyny, our experiences of misogyny. And the very first thing that came out of my mouth was like, I... I'm going to be honest, like, I don't really spend that much time thinking about misogyny because I don't exist in spaces where it's like an active force in my life. Like, I have created other spaces to exist in, and I don't surround myself with with men or women who, like, you know, are either actively enforcing these norms or are victims of it you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was like, also, I like to focus on root causes and I can't have a conversation about misogyny or sexism or anything without looking at what is allowing for that to occur. And for me, like that's patriarchy. Mm -hmm. And then they were saying that they don't think patriarchy exists anymore. And, you know, like all these things. And again, like people are entitled to their own opinions or, you know, how they view, misogyny or the world or whatever I don't care but it was just like everyone was like so how are they defining misogyny like um hatred of women or something it was more fleshed out than that that didn't come from patriarchy to them I have questions no I need a round two yeah I had a lot of questions um but unfortunately I don't know I think you know it was very interesting to me. I was debriefing with my brother who um, our listeners may or may not be familiar with from our season one episodes with him. And because we always come at things from opposite points of view, he's very analytical and I'm very like, you know, relational. And so he was, he was uh, breaking down the whole thing to me and what worked and what didn't. And he was like, Keely, you know, I disagree with like everything you say, but I do want to make sure you're representing yourself and your views well. So here is what I thought worked in your okay. in your arguments, and here's what didn't. Blah blah blah. Get okay. yourself a person in your life like that, people. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, so he and I debriefed for about two and a half hours yesterday on the phone. But um, did he think he, he said, needed to like play the game more? Well, he was saying he was like my roommate or like his friend, like walked in while he was watching it and he was like he hit the nail on the head like these other women came to debate and you came to lecture Mm. and he was like not lecture in like the sense uh like he was like lecture in the sense of like you wanted to teach them and I was like that's true I did come into this conversation thinking like oh nobody else is going to think the way that I do right I'm going to like educate them which was an arrogant thing on my part but also you know, they found out I was an astrologer and then all of a sudden everything I said was like arbitrary and, you know, all these things. And so, I don't know, my brother also knows Twitch much better than I. So it was, it was interesting. We don't need to talk that much about it. I've kind what of- What were the emotional on. conflicts? 
do you can you pinpoint that came from that yeah I mean the entire time like I was very poised like in the conversation because I wasn't about to like you know lash out or anything because I was like confident in what I was saying but I was also like actively feeling like I'm not describing what I want to say effectively clearly I mean I know this like from improv stuff like you have to frame the game to your scene partner so that you have this handshake moment of like we're on the same page we're talking about the same thing we have the same goal and in my mind I was like that is not happening here like I can't figure out a way to give them all the context of everything that I believe because it's so counter to what they believe or how they live their lives so it would be foolish of me to try to like give them all the context of like alternative medicine and astrology and spirituality and intuition you know like they were like intuition is like a dangerous thing to say (laughs) and like I was like that's just like we're not going to there's no way I can get us to the same point to even under have you understand what I'm trying to say not even try to convince you to believe what I believe which is not my goal but even to understand each other so anyways the the emotional conflict was just like me getting frustrated of like, I'm not being understood. Mm-hmm. I am not effectively conveying what I want to say. I keep being shut down. Everything that comes out of my mouth is like stomped on. And then the next morning I woke up with a really sore throat mm-hmm. and like a ton of like sinus pressure and congestion. Oh my and it's gosh. Like, yeah. I'm a poster child for German new medicine, but also- <laughs> I wasn't like I woke up and I like did not feel well at all like Um, for like two or three days like I didn't really do much at all I didn't leave the house because I was just my body was in an active state of healing but like I just kept repeating that to myself over and over again and it wasn't defeating like as much as I hate you know not feeling well now I was like oh my body like yeah this makes so much sense of course this happened yeah of course I like allowed this to happen because I put myself in that state like an inflammatory state yeah and I remember like sitting there on the like um twitch video call or whatever and like looking like poised from like the neck up but like internally I was like my entire body was like tense and like Mm -hmm. shaking because I was like this is you know a dead end that I'm just like still here Right. for three hours it was oh this God. three hours that's so long I know um yeah the chat was brutal it was filled with men and they were just trying to roast me about oh, worshiping God. the moon and things and I'm like I didn't even bring up astrology they did so whatever but um yeah it was wild we'll see if I uh, return to twitch anytime soon they have invited me back what? um yeah, they want to do like a one-on-one conversation. Oh, interesting. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> but um but yeah. Uh How about a two-on-one? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I everyone I I have talked to about this is like why did you stay on? Like hmm. like why? And I I have thought about this several times over and I think I stayed on because one I like didn't want to be like I knew they already thought I was some like weak woo-woo Taylor Swift feminist like moon worshiper like hippie with no critical thinking skills and so I was like I don't want to just like jump shit right also I didn't want them to like talk shit about me after I left also 
I was like, part of me, and I know this comes across as like patronizing, but like, I truly don't mean it that way. It was like very interesting to me because I do not, again, I, I like don't exist in spaces where people think like this. And so part of me was like, okay, maybe the rest of my life is a little echo chambery and I need to like be a little bit more open, but mm-hmm. also like, it's so sad to me just like the way that this like experiences of misogyny are just like accepted. Like everybody else on this panel was a Twitch streamer and they were talking about like how awful it is on Twitch as a woman and like all these things. And in my mind, I'm like, well, yeah, cause it's a platform created by men and for men that you're trying to like show up in and be celebrated in as a woman. And like, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. It seemed like they were wanting to do event sesh on how they're all impacted as victims of misogyny and you were more like here's what's on the other side when you can step out of like some of those places instead of just like venting like you could have come up with many experiences I'm sure but like right your but I was like experience yeah I was like, it's not productive for me to sit here and tell you all the times I was catcalled this week. Right. You know? And again, I wish we had gotten to a point in the conversation where I could have been like, here is what it looks like on the other side of things. But we didn't even get there because it was just like too much of them finding problems with everything I had to say. But again, not attacking them. But it was just like, I don't know. It was, it, we were there to have different, different conversations yeah. and maybe that's the fault of the moderator to, you know, you know. Well, and when your identity is rooted in victim consciousness, you don't want to hear someone who's right. challenging you on that. Like you Right. Actually, and I wasn't even challenging them. I was just like yeah. challenging the, this as a norm. Right. But you know, when you exist in that and you don't see it an alternative, or it's going to take a lot of shifts in your life to live differently then yeah it does seem like a personal attack so I think they interpreted what I was saying as like this girl is coming in and attacking us and I truly did not intend it that way but again there was no time to unpack all that give context for it right all the things so anyways yeah it left me bedridden for a couple days but uh (laughs) here we are living to tell our tale Well, yeah, I had a couple interesting conversations this week on Instagram, well, every week on Instagram, every day on Instagram, Um, but I had the experience of being like, do I respond to someone? It was someone that I knew, like I, at one point, would have considered like a friend, like a kind of on the outskirts of my life, but like a friend. Um, but we haven't had a relationship in probably like a year and a half or more. And we were connected by like a place of work once. And, um, it was like a long paragraph about, or, you know, like a long essay really kind of coming at like my, you know, disappointed in my work and or disappointed in my views and she was saying stuff and she was misconstruing like she was saying tons of stuff about my business and my work which led me to 
like really want to type out like a very long, which I did like an essay back because I was like, it's one thing if you're like, I'm disappointed that you blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, cool. I don't really care what you think of me, but like, don't mix misconstrue what I'm like doing here. Like you have the wrong idea and like typing that out and saying that felt great. And she like received it. Um, okay. Like better than I thought, but just like really being able to claim that like boundary and, and having the feeling of like, okay, I could not put energy into this because she's not my audience and she doesn't matter to what I'm doing. Or I could take the time to like, be really connected to the integrity of my business and what I'm doing and like myself and explain that and like get practice in saying that. And like, yes, it took more energy and I was like stressed writing it, you know, or just like, it wasn't, I could have used my time in a different way but it ended up really like articulating a lot of things for me and like helped me get clear. So I feel like for you, yes, it's like sometimes, you know, sometimes the right thing is to leave or to not respond or whatever it is. And sometimes it's beneficial to like feel how you are all the way through to like the end of that experience of like completing the like, Oh, I can actually respond and defend myself or just like clear things up and that can sometimes be like you know I mean in a sense you did like you were in a healing response so there was like a sense of healing that took place at some point but yeah that's always sort of a I mean we've experienced that a lot in our personal lives I feel like that's been an area of growth for both of us of like saying something, responding, like not just being like, oh, whatever, this person doesn't deserve my energy, but like distinguishing between responding to keep drama going or responding to like clear something in yourself, like responding for yourself and like ending that loop rather than like for them or for whatever. Totally. And I mean, I've seen that trickle into so many other parts of my life too. Like, even just with like what kind of shows I watch or like music I listen to. Like, I mean, I have entire, I've probably said this a hundred times on here, but like I have entire playlists that I have curated to elicit like certain emotional responses, mostly when I'm like on a plane so I can like stare longingly out a window and like get into my feels. Right. (laughs) And it's just like, well, why did I do that? Or like, why did I spend so many years like reading teenage cancer romance novels and like things like like you know I like enjoyed the the drama or the fantasy or all these things because that was what was familiar to me and so now like you know I'll turn on a show and I'll be like oh my gosh like I I cannot watch this because it's like sucking me in and like making my heart race and like I am drawn to that But instead, I'm like, okay, let me, like, turn this off and think about why I'm drawn to it. And then I realize, like, oh, because of this, that, and the other thing that happened in my life. And it's like, okay, I don't need to watch that. I don't need my heart to start racing to feel something. I can just, like, go get into my body in a different way and learn from that and grow from that. Speaking of, speaking of people, um, I didn't have a good segue for that, but, (laughs) but. After our episode about um like uh vaccines and Fauci and 
the Kobe doodle do and all the things. Um, my uncle was like, he listened to it and he listened to it like two or three times. And then he, he called me about it. And he was like, I really enjoyed what you guys had to say. That was really good. I thought you made some really good points. I really like the angles, especially stuff about like the marketing and like whatever. And he was like, the thing I can't get over though is how much you guys laugh. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he was like, you guys just laugh way too much. Oh God. <laughs> He's like, I feel like I'm listening to two, two college friends just like hanging out, talking and laughing and having a good time. And I was like, that's exactly what we are. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, also no offense, no offense, but you're not our target audience. Right. And he was like, no, no, I get that. I get that. <laughs> just being honest and I was like okay if we had an episode where we like didn't laugh that would feel so weird I know well I feel like sometimes like like, with guests we're more like oh yeah 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 you know but that's because you know it's different right but but we're always still having a good time right my friend Aaron's dad um he's like I think in his 60s also not our target audience but um I guess well, we were on the phone. She was on the phone with him the other day and it was on speaker and I was just saying hi. And um, he said something like, I I listened to your podcast, great podcast. And I was like, what? I'm like, you listen to my podcast? And Aaron's like, no, he listened to your CDC highlight on your Instagram when (laughs) when I was watching it one night. And he goes, send that to me. I want to send that to all my friends. I was like, iconic. And then I was like, I I was like, I have a podcast episode to send you. Like, it's called Fact, Fear, and Fauci. You're going to love it. He goes, "Mm, amazing, amazing title. I'm like, this new demographic, I'm obsessed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Branching out, you know? Mm hmm. Well, what's life like in the desert? it's great it's it's always a time of like deep reflection introspection solitude um but I'm also surrounded by the most people that I've known like since being kind of like on the road usually I'm like with two or three people that I know but like I know a lot of people here so that's an interesting juxtaposition with also living alone for the first time in six months. Um, every time I pick up a guitar, a worship song comes out. It's wow. New. It's very new. Um, what are we worshiping? We're just singing like old worship songs because they're that. just like coming back. Cause like, I pretty much only know Taylor Swift songs and worship songs and Taylor Swift doesn't vibe with the desert for me. Like, no, she's an Austin vibe, but she's not a Phoenix vibe. So <laughs> I'm sure there are some listeners who would want to hear a much more fleshed out um, explanation of that, of that. High I take, feel like it's self-explanatory. I can't, I can't say that I am particularly interested in hearing more about that. <laughs> I feel like it's literally self-explanatory. Um, yeah, a lot is, a lot is going on for me here. That's awesome. Time will tell. You're there. Yeah. Just like working a lot, but like creatively working, like 
like teaching and um, having more time to like take in, or I guess like uh, more time to like produce and create rather than Mm -hmm. just like kind of taking stuff in or just like working from a non-creative place. Like I've had a lot more space and time to do that. Um, Yeah, living alone is like interesting. Cause now I'm like, I kind of don't like living alone and I loved it for so long. And now I'm like, I'm begging my friend Olivia to sleep over like four times a week. <laughs> like come sleep over. <laughs> I feel like that's part of just like having so much creative energy though, too. I think some people are, I mean, you are like really good at just like generating, like putting things out into the universe on your own volition, but also like when you're so excited about that work, you just like want to be surrounded by people who can accept those things accept those gifts or you know reciprocate back to you in some way yeah yeah it's like nice to sink into friendships a little bit more also like knowing that I'm here for a couple more weeks and like will have been here a total of a couple of months of just like yeah being able to have like prolonged friendships with people in a normal way like instead of just meeting up with someone and it might be the only time that I see them while I'm here, which mm-hmm. is usually what it's like when I'm here. But now it's like, oh, we can do this together and then do this together. And we have time. We have time. Yeah. So the desert's given me a lot of time. Um, yeah. And the, and, and the spirituality is coming back in a different way. Well, you mentioned Taylor Swift, which is one of our um, points of uh, dissenting, dissenting yeah. opinions in our friendship. Um, and on that note, uh, the other well-known one is Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> um, and I'm wondering if you've seen Tick, Tick, Boom? No. I don't, like, see anything. It's on Netflix. I know. I watched Tick, Tick, Boom, which is, like, a movie adaptation of the Broadway musical and it is just like I haven't felt things like that in a very long time wait it's amazing it's so good (gasps) oh my gosh and okay so I'm watching it and I didn't really like know anything about it I didn't know that it was written by the same guy who wrote Rent and it's like kind of also the story of his life like Mm. it's this whole thing right all I know is that Andrew Garfield is starring in it I don't really know much about him but I was like okay and the only other familiar face you see in the movie is Vanessa Hudgens, which seemed a little <laughs> random to me, but I was like, okay. And then... Sneaker night, honey. <laughs> sneaker night from the depths of the consciousness. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> what a throwback. But also, I was watching this movie and I'm like, okay, this is amazing. And then there's all these scenes that take place in a diner and there's this one like quick shot where like one of the cooks like calls out an order or something and then you don't see him again and I'm like I swear to god that was Lin-Manuel Miranda and I was like why would he be in this like that's so random how did he weasel his way is he just in every musical movie out there now and I was like whatever I don't really have time to like go rewind and find the exact spot to like clarify so I didn't really think that much about it and then the movie ends 
and I watched in the credits and he directed the movie. Oh my God. And I was like, of course he found a way to put himself in it in this like measly little character. Oh my God. I was just like, oh my gosh. But yeah, the movie is phenomenal. And then I was wow. listening to the original Broadway soundtrack and I was like, oh, now I see the Lynn in this. Cause you know, you listen to movies that he scored and wrote and you're like, or musicals and you're like, oh yeah, this is so Lynn. You're like, like the this music. is the best thing I've ever heard but I've heard it 16 times before. <laughs> and it gets better every time. <laughs> Debatable. Um, but yeah, so then I was like- My absolute king. The patriarch. The only patriarch I'll ever accept. Emma. I love But yeah, there were a couple songs. And when I listened to the original Broadway cast, I was like, oh yeah, Lynn definitely had mm. to turn this into a hip hop song, didn't he? as he should as he should (laughs) (laughs) anyways go watch it so we can discuss because I was I really have a hard time watching tv Uh, same like I really I think it's because I'm on my computer and my phone all day Mm -hmm. for like work and I'm constantly consuming Instagram content so like consuming another form of something I'm like because I feel like a lot of people they watch tv and they're like you don't watch tv and I'm like listen I'm attached to my phone like 24 7 it's not like I'm some like weird like I just like don't do screens like I (laughs) can't do another screen there are other technological devices yeah right like you may have watched three episodes in a row of this show but like I've watched 16 Instagram lives today. <laughs> so we are not the same. <laughs> or are we? Yeah, I don't really have patience for TV either just because I find it really hard to find things that I'm not interested in that I would be willing to just like sit and like hole up yeah. on the couch and watch that. Right. But um I've been watching like all of the documentaries about like people scamming people. Oh god. Like yeah. I watched The Tinder Swindler mm-hmm. and I watched inventing anna and oh i was watching leah remini's show about scientology mm. um the second season of tiger king the spin-off there's shows. a second season oh my gosh yeah crazy if if they had a documentary about you what would it be oh god um <laughs> i don't know what do you think it would be about mm. All that I know is that with your docuseries, it's a constant narration of your voice. Like you're like, hey guys, here's what, like, it's like, it's like a constant, like. Is it, a, is it like a legit docuseries or is it a vlog? No, it's like a vlog. Like it's a docuseries, but the style is like a vlog. And like, you're, Should I start con- vlogging? you're like narrating and like commenting on everything. Like it it's like you and you're acting and like you're going through, but then you like look at the camera and then it like <laughs> fades out and then your voice comes on as like the narrative in the background and they do a little like what's going on in your mind and then you go back, you like break the fourth wall and then you like go back into the scene. Or is it like documentary style, like like Modern Family, you know, or like on documentaries where it like you see like an event playing out, but then it cuts to like me just like talking like to the camera, like here's what was really going on in that moment. Yeah. But that's a little too basic. Like, I'm almost thinking the Lizzie McGuire little, like, cartoon. Like, something something new. Something avant-garde. 
well naturally (laughs) I feel like I I feel like the whole a whole like show of my life would be less about things that I'm doing or saying and more just like close-ups of my face reacting to things that are (laughs) happening around me right and that's why we need the commentary (laughs) there's just like a floating head of mine in the corner that's just like reacting in real time yeah (laughs) yeah my favorite hobby in Phoenix actually because no one's really social here what which is like what's a girl to do because I just like want to make friends and everyone's like it's like it's the feeling of being in Phoenix is like you get your lunch in the cafeteria and you're looking for a place to sit and every table's full and they're like rolling their eyes at you and you walk by oh that's awful like it's fine I just like squeeze in anyway but my favorite hobby is and this is like a shared favorite hobby with a lot of my friends including the friend that I asked to sleep over all the time um we go somewhere and we just people watch I was just about to say talk shit but I realized that that sounds (laughs) bad but that like we just watch everyone and we watch how weird they are and we talk about them and they don't hear but like it's very loud (laughs) And I used to do this in Baltimore too. And one time I was with my friend Matt and um, someone, we were with someone else that didn't partake in this hobby for, I don't know why reasons, but they were like, you talk really loudly about people really close to them. And we were like, they don't hear. (laughs) They actually don't because they're like weird. It's like weird people. Like there was this guy wearing like a top hat that walked in you think I'm not going to start talking about the guy in the top hat ordering at a coffee shop like he's going to become the topic of conversation for the next 30 minutes we're going to watch everything he does and take it apart and analyze it and make up his whole backstory well I guess if there's nothing better to do but also (laughs) what (laughs) you don't do that I mean I definitely like notice everything that happens constantly all the time because I'm yeah observant and have anxiety but like, <laughs> like there's this one there's I don't one talk woman. about it out loud I I saw this thing once and it was like uh I forget what exactly it said but something in the effect of like you know those people who you like saw once on like your family vacation who just did like the craziest thing and like you yeah. and your cousins are like still talking about it yes. to this day like how many people do you think think like have that about you that you don't know about right I'm like probably a lot (laughs) right (laughs) but yeah my cousins and I do have like so many inside jokes from things that happened like 12 years ago that we still talk about like particular people and like oh yeah the way that they said something or Mm -hmm. the way something happened but I'm like yeah there's definitely some people floating around who are talking about me at every oh yeah and we categorize all of them. My sisters and I do that too. We categorize them. We give them names. Like at this one coffee show, shop that I keep going to in Phoenix, we like have named everyone by like a trait. And like, we're, we just are like, oh, they're smiley. They're, we call this one guy Scorpio because he's obviously a Scorpio. Obviously. Um, but did I ever tell you about the time that my sisters and I met Peter Dante in the ocean in Jamaica? Oh, I know all about this. Yes. <laughs> Talk about a character. Yeah, I mean, Talk he also is who... like a pronounced person that was like a main character in your family's life for for years. Right, right, right. And he wasn't just some been. random guy you saw, and now you're still talking about him years later. He's just like he true. was there. True, true, true. 
Yeah. I'll let Heidi tell that story live <laughs> on the pod. <laughs> I still don't really even know who he is. Like he's only famous to me because he knows your family. Ooh, I wouldn't put it that way. He knows Heidi. Knows Heidi. Stalked Heidi. Right. He's Adam Sandler's best friend and is like, it's kind of Lin-Manuel where he's like, he just inserts himself into every movie of Adam Sandler's and plays like the best friend, the cashier, the waiter. (laughs) Well, and inserts himself into the lives of teen girls, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. Lin hasn't gotten that far yet. I don't know. I don't think so. Lin would never. It's true. I, I, I do like Lin. I just think he needs to simmer down. But if he simmered down, we would not have the amount of like amazing music and creation in this world. Emily, Into the Heights or In the Heights, whatever it's called. <laughs> into the Woods. <laughs> that, that has been on my mind recently. But um, In the Heights still would have, you know, made it to Broadway. It still would have been a movie. It still would have been all these things even without him appearing as the popsicle salesman or whatever the heck he was. <laughs> you, you know, like that is what I'm water saying. Boy? Like, it's the unnecessary intrusion of his acting See? into every single project. <laughs> I think if you're that talented, there comes a time when you get to do what you want. No! Yes. He's talented at the things that are already occurring. He then has to like put his nose into like other things that are not his zone of genius. I know, but he wants and to then be it, seen. And then it undermines the other brilliant things that he's doing for me. Imagine like people, imagine like people don't know that you're the person behind all of this. Like, like he has to put himself in and be seen because like, that's how he's justifying no, being known. No, yes. this is an awful argument. People know. People know he do. wrote Hamilton. People know he wrote In the Heights. And if they don't, then they know by the musicality. But you of wouldn't it. have known he was in Tick Tick Boom and, and unless you you wouldn't have known he directed it unless you saw his face. No, I didn't. I was just you. like, I thought I was like seeing like like when you see like an apparition <laughs> or something. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, wow, my mind would just assume that this random character that didn't need to be completely in frame for three seconds would just be Lin-Manuel Miranda because that's how he operates. But I didn't think anything of it. I noticed when I saw the credits. But also, if you're the director, that's all you need to be. The director's job is not to be seen. He's a Capricorn stellium. Always more, always more, always more. Keep climbing. Sometimes less is more, Lin. Keep smiling. <laughs> Keep climbing. <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to find his, um, what's his rising sign? Ah! <laughs> <Keely>. <laughs> what do we have? What do we Keely. have? I did not anticipate this Keely, episode turning into a Lin-Manuel. <laughs> you're going to feel bad, Keely, because oh, I just, I just saw him for who he is and his wounds and you shut it down. Chiron and Aries in the first house. He I mean, needs to that feel explains, seen. It's an explanation, not a justification. He needs to feel seen. No, he needs to realize that all of his gifts and talents are enough and that he doesn't need to overcompensate. North to Node seen. in Leo. He needs to act. North Node in Leo. In he the fifth house. Time. In the fifth house, obviously, because he's Aries rising. 
look oh my god I think Lynn is great I just think he needs to realize where he truly shines and operates and let that be enough for himself that would be enough (laughs) (laughs) what's the big three cap cap Aries Aries rising yeah okay but I can't find bull sign like I'm actually like really crying I hope everyone sees (laughs) um okay wait okay wait okay wait full sign boom tick tick boom okay sun moon and mercury and capricorn mars jupiter yeah this is lynn mars jupiter and virgo i mean mars jupiter and venus oh my god can i talk mars jupiter and saturn in virgo oh Oh, but in god in whole sign his north node is in virgo and his chiron is in taurus in the second house oh Mars and Virgo and Venus, you said? Venus is in Pisces, a little baby. An artist. An artist. Mars and Venus in Pisces and Virgo. That's cute. The healing through the arts. Chiron and Taurus in the second house. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're we're sensing a little scarcity. Needs to show up in every scene. It's okay. Right. It's his, it's his wound to heal. Right. I mean, this man is like from my vantage point the most sought after Mm. poser and you know musical writer like all these things Mm. right now yeah and for him like he that's not enough he needs to be seen yeah he does and i understand why based on his chart but also i think it is correct observation on your part it's coming from this place of scarcity yeah yeah and for that i cannot stand (laughs) (laughs) oh lynn cap stellium and virgo stellium Ooh, this man is non-stop (laughs) that's that's a tough that's tough that's really he really embodies alexander hamilton energy no and i don't have a problem with him playing alexander hamilton he did a great job it's just everything it's, there it's after the film. <laughs> it's the everything there after wait let's get a read on everything he's been in oh my gosh pull up the imdb <laughs> okay oh my god he was in mary poppins yeah he was i never saw that chimney chim chimney of freaking course he was yeah and he did he did well at that too i think we need to spread the love on the on the musical casting let's look in the oh my god let's look in the actor department okay i'm not gonna read everything because there's a lot but i'll read notable things how when did he start right well he he came out of the womb just freaking performing his ass off um but he oh he wrote the first incarnation of in the heights his sophomore year that's so cute oh trademark oh my god this is crazy on i am i am 
DB, you can do trademarks. He has four trademarks, witty personality, incorporate rapping in his speeches, good morning and good night tweets, and carrying and waving Puerto Rican flags. What? I need an IMDB page. Um, How do you trademark those things? It's like trademark, like his, it's like his things. like His signature? Yeah. But is it like literally government patents? I don't think so. I think they're just saying Waving like how flags? they know him. <laughs> how they know him. <laughs> okay. So, actor. Tick, tick, tick. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Stop. One. Why was he in Missy Elliott's music <laughs> <laughs> No, I shouldn't have read that. I'm catching the ick. <laughs> oh, <sighs> no, I'm crying again. Um, I didn't need to see that. I didn't need to see that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the most alarming of all of these, but everything else is like kind of the same. <gasps> he wrote Missy Elliott's music video. <laughs> Maybe well, this is just like a PSA to like Capricorns and like Lynn, let me speak to you, Capricorn stellium to Capricorn stellium. Okay. Mm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's just have a moment here. You don't have to do it all. And I know Capricorn's a sign of solitary worker, so you're very adept to be the person doing it all. But you don't have to. Your nervous system deserves better. Take a take a rest. Take a take a day off. Don't feel like you need to be a part of everything. If you want to start a support group, let me know because I'm working through these every day too. But, you know, just like, I just, I, I want you to live a long, a long life. And I worry that maybe you're doing too much. That's nice. I think he'll receive that well. I know you're listening. I feel like I might have a shock conflict coming on. <laughs> <laughs> knowing that Lynn was in Missy Elliott's music video. <laughs> it's going to be a morsel conflict, something that's hard for you to digest. Oh my God. <laughs> the return of, of the GI issues. Oh no. Oh no. Do you think I would go well with a Capricorn? Okay. I don't, I don't Sun and moon know how and I feel about rising. Capricorns. Do I think you're compatible with Lin Manuel Miranda? No, just in Capricorn Sun Moon with an Aries rising. I mean, I think you're both like super like driven and you know. I think he's a very It's giving power couple, just say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And like you you wouldn't I would be concerned that there wouldn't be enough like intimacy because you you don't need that. We just be like writing shit all day. Yeah. Like you're like holed up in your own offices in the house and like you like emerge and you're like, how many pages did you get? Like want to collab. <laughs> <laughs> but your agents have to like coordinate that because you don't have time. My dream life. I'm I would kidding. worry about your, your Pisces moon in this relationship. But Pisces and Capricorn Moon, that's us. I know. And you worry about me. But I'm I'm a Cap I'm a Capricorn in a lot of ways, but I'm also tired. And you have a Pisces Mars, so. Yeah. But so does he. And I'm a Cancer Rising. Like there are other things going on yeah, for yeah, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
Okay. Well, can't win them all. Today I learned I'm not compatible with Lynn and Miranda. Are you attracted to him? <laughs> attracted to his brain? Right. So and... was Angelica and Eliza. And... Well, that's what I'm seeing. <laughs> like, seriously? Do people on this podcast know that I saw Hamilton live three times? Because that's I feel like we actually haven't me. talked about Hamilton that much, despite our many conversations about Lynn. Like, that's something you should know about me. Like, I like I had a Hamilton mashup go viral and still is going viral on SoundCloud. And the reason why it's on SoundCloud is because it was getting too many reposts on Tumblr and people wanted me to, this was five or six years ago, and people were begging me to put it on SoundCloud. And to this day, I still get like comments on it and people are like, I listen to this every day. And I'm like, as you should. I'm just waiting for Lynn to see it. I don't think I actually knew about this. I was too busy writing my own um, Hamilton parodies about the history of the Jesuits for priests to perform in their homilies. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two birds, one stone. Yeah. Speaking of um, our musical talents, um, as we mentioned at the beginning of the season, I have um, dipped my dipped my toes in the world of sketch comedy writing. Mm-hmm. And um, I just need everyone to go to the Sketchy Sketch Sketch Show podcast and listen to season three, episode seven, which features the greatest sketch I have ever written and will ever write. And it's a parody of Emily will appreciate Taylor Swift's Champagne Problems. Oh, I love it. And it's called Shamu Problems. And um, I just need everyone to go listen to that. It's amazing. Yeah, maybe we should end on that note because I love the thought of ending on a Taylor Swift note. Oh, god! After an episode of Lin-Manuel <laughs> compatibility. Yeah, remember when we were like, what are we going to talk about today? Should have known. <laughs> what have been talking about Lin? Should have known. Okay, well, even, on our, did... even on our podcast about things entirely unrelated to Lin-Manuel Miranda and on our matriarchy season Lin has weaseled his way into our podcast yet again his infiltration knows no bounds he really doesn't (laughs) yeah well I think I could do a whole episode where I talk in Taylor Swift and Hamilton lyrics I don't doubt that should we test it (laughs) yeah give us a close take us out take us home oh i just had in my head um bring him home oh my gosh i know that's the wrong musical lyrics the wrong male lead well yeah do people know about your lamest oh god past as well no they don't i feel like that was one of our one of our um bonding points as well yeah because I had never seen it. And remember, you came over to my house and we watched it. Yeah. Did you like it? Oh, I love Lame. That was like a prerequisite for everyone in my life to like, like that. Yeah. I'm not an Anne Hathaway fan by any means. Right. Um, right. But. (laughs) Right. (laughs) See, Um, we're doing the thing that I said I'd do as a hobby. Okay, but I don't do it like 
16 inches away from someone who's clearly <laughs> like depressed. I do it out. People who are like intentionally putting themselves in the public eye for this reason to be talked about. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I love, I love like this. The only bad thing about it is Lynn had no part. Stop. I'm sure he'll find a way to He'll do a, re- a remix. Modern day Lay Miz. Lay Miz remix by Lynn Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yes. Oh my gosh, Keely, do you understand what that would do for me? And I, I do, so I'm cringing. We'd have to do a whole season on it. I would not be okay. I would need to like shift my entire life so that I was like involved. Sound familiar? <laughs> Lynn? <laughs> do you engage Lynn in any way on, on the interwebs? Maybe you should start. It's the same thing that I feel about Taylor. Like, I know that I could, so I'm waiting until like it's not like it's not gonna be a casual thing it's not gonna be like oh like hey I'm just gonna run to him on the street and like have a moment and it's, it's gonna not have gonna to be, be like anything. we're not gonna exchange like a tweet like it's a oh I'm bringing you into my home as an in-home consultant and I'm like great and that's for both Taylor and Lynn so you want that one too? The short answer is no. <laughs> the long answer is not yet. I just feel like, I don't know, you're pretty close to Lynn right now. I'm assuming he's in LA. So, right. Closer than you've ever been to him. And I just think maybe you should shoot your shot. I do have some new contacts in LA. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when here in the desert. What? Yeah, the EDM guys are in LA. Oh, 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 oh. T. What oh, about the EDM guys? These are new characters that our listeners are not familiar with. And they don't need to be because they're. We be do have names for everyone. The categories. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. EDM guys. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't know. I feel like Lynn could be convinced to sprinkle in some EDM. It wouldn't take a lot of convincing, honestly. You know, it is currently an untapped market for him. So I'm sure by the end of 2022, he'll exist in that space. (laughs) Wow. How to account for the rise to the top. Man, this man is nonstop. I feel like you should um you should plan like a uh, like a music festival mm. but it's just only Lynn Manuel Miranda songs okay. like every stage is like a different right and it's like a women's festival <laughs> um. Okay but I like where this is going yeah 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 every stage is different songs Oh my gosh we should have a, a, you should, you know, like 
you know, are not on TikTok, but like people host these parties that like have themes and everyone has to come in a costume or something. Like yeah. they'll be like, uh, like the Taylor Swift party. Yes, yes, yes. You already, you do this. You should have like come as your favorite Lid Manuel Miranda hmm. appearance in a you movie just, not about come, him. You just come as him like behind a wall. <laughs> you come as him and like in these like micro appearances that he makes. <laughs> as the water boy as the Get dagger agua. cook what Get agua. No. <laughs> my favorite song no it is not. when that comes on Emily. <laughs> in the heights is really the one that sent me over the edge because it was just Keely, so me too no seriously i was sobbing in the movie theater because i couldn't get a hold of myself because i was laughing so hard because i was like that was so unnecessary and the i'm pretty sure angle, i was just like <laughs> the camera angle he looked so bad yeah he did he was he did not look well i know <sighs> wait there's so much come as your favorite lynn i would attend that party okay okay <laughs> okay i'm i'm thinking okay the wheels are starting mm-hmm. honestly and honestly what? lynn would probably make an appearance himself right right, right. because he must <laughs> like lynn used to be really active on twitter when i was active on twitter and I've kind of transitioned out of Twitter and I just don't know like where to find him now. Like it's, it's like, we're always missing each other by stop. Just, <laughs> just, it's like, I, I, I could be in LA, but I'm not. And like, I was on Twitter and I'm not, and he was going to be the Oscars and now he's not. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm just trusting that will cross paths when it's meant to be. When I have the time in my life to star in a Broadway musical and he comes across me and is like, you are the one I've been waiting for. (laughs) Don't, don't quote Frozen for him. (laughs) I hope everyone knows that like, this is mostly satire, but like, I'm also very serious. (laughs) yeah and truly I truly do believe that I can make like anything happen so I'm like no I believe this for you too so that's why I'm kind of just like well why are you sitting around just talking about it go out there and go out there and find him in real life apparently he's everywhere so he can't be hard to track down I know I feel like I could get to him through like his wife too because she's like cool I know nothing of the lore. Vanessa. <laughs> Not Hodgins. Sorry. What? Not Hodgins. There's nothing more attractive than the way, like, if you are smarter than me, I'm automatically attracted to you. And that, yeah. to, it's like a very small percentage of the population of men. I'm just going to say, like, the way his brain works, I'm like, I would forever be fascinated and in awe of you, which I can like not say about like many men that I've ever met, you know? No. And that is, that's the draw for me of Lynn. I remember listening to the Hamilton soundtrack for the first time and being like, like 
pausing it and being like, there's no way one man did this. Like, right? Truly, that was the draw for me. It was just everything thereafter that slowly made me forget that initial, that initial thing. There's nothing that your mind can't do. Mm. Okay. okay let me update hold on let me update my vision board for qualities that i'm looking for in a man because because i i i'm not going to show it but i um failed to put the intelligence of lin-manuel miranda on this list so the only thing that's circled right now is van <laughs> Tell I should I should rework this like little qualities list that I have in like make into it into a like, wrapped a wrappable speech. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say like a the intelligence of Lynn with the blank of of blank. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like a, like a poem. Yeah, a spoken word. I don't know if I'm like um. I don't the... know if I want to break into the spoken word business right now. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, send me your list. I'll, I'll I'll work some magic on it. Oh, okay. We do have seven dollar signs, so I think Lynn also checks that. Whoa, actually, Lynn actually fits Stop. everything on this. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh god. No, but I don't think he has somatic gifts. What do you think? He has a Capricorn somatic gifts what does that even mean it encompasses a wide range of like you don't have to be like a body worker but you have to have some connection to the body and like some like are you uh a chiropractor are you a somatic person another in another way like some connection there I don't know if he has that one I mean he's a dancer okay Okay. Well, Jack. actually, I won't say that he identifies as that, but he has danced. That's true. That's true. He has rode in a little boat with Jimmy Fallon on multiple occasions. Would you say he's dedicated to health and healing? <laughs> you know, music does heal the world. How about yeah. a nomadic? How about a nomadic spirit? I don't know anything <laughs> about him. Okay, okay, I only know him by his character. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we can definitely check wants kids off the list because he already has a few with his wife. I did see freedom on that on that list. I don't yeah. know in what context you intended it, but it's really hard for me to imagine that a Capricorn Virgo stellium would be prioritizing something like that. But okay, yeah, thank you. That that helps. He doesn't have any Sag placements, so okay. This was very cathartic for me. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, lots to like, think about. Um, yeah. I feel like I've healed a lot of my Lynn wounds and we're going to remake this list. 
with this with this newfound information. Yes. Okay. Well, I look forward to um <laughs> look forward to uh seeing the updates. Imagine like our wedding. Like no, I refuse. The flash mobs. Emily. The flash mobs. Healy. Emily. The speeches? I think there is someone who is probably similar to Lynn in all the ways that you would desire, who is not actually Lynn and not actually married with a child and also doesn't make cringy appearances in every movie musical created since 2018. Well, I believe it's possible you for you. Him. Let me know when you find him. And... I believe it's possible for you. And um, <laughs> I hope it happens. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> well, um... <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Uh, we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, we did. Um, is there anything? I feel like there is so much to discuss. Um, I think uh, we could just close it out by saying, um, listeners, it's it's really important to have conversations with people who think differently from you. I learned <laughs> that from my Twitch, my Twitch uh, experience. What if, what if we both like end this call and we both like have active healing responses happening from this conversation? Uh, I mean, uh, I always hope that, oh, you mean, <laughs> because of the conflicts experience, <laughs> I don't think there are conflicts. I think, you know, we're, you and I are always looking for things that we disagree on so that we can yeah. like have like a grounded, right. respectful conversation about it. Right. Right. Because we would, because we're friends, but I think we found a few. Yeah. This obviously being the, the main one, of course. But then, like, but the difference between this conversation <laughs> and the conversation that I had that we've discussed previously on Twitch was, you know, the basis of like, I love and care about this person that I'm talking to. I want to speak the, to them so that they understand more mm-hmm. where I'm coming from, right? So that we can understand each other, not change each other's minds, right? It, yeah, bringing us closer rather than dividing. Right. When I coach improv, I talk about it as like conflict versus tension. Mm-hmm. Conflict comes from a French root that means to like, uh, or maybe that one's Latin. I can't remember. But um, conflict is like hitting against, striking against, whereas tension is like two sides of the same thing, like pulling mm-hmm. apart. So it's like tug of war versus like egging someone's house. You know, mm-hmm. like when you're pulling on the ends of the same of the same rope, you're able to like see the ways that the conversation and the thing that you're talking about can stretch and expand and the limits to where it goes from these opposing points of view. It's like polarity in astrology. Mm-hmm. Innately, these two ends of an opposite thing balance out one another and are the missing piece of the thing that you are settling into. Um, whereas conflict is just like, no, I am trying to like push my agenda. I'm trying to win. Right. And in improv, tension is great it's so valuable because Mm -hmm. that's the thing that builds and through that tension we get comedy seeing people with different points of view but in conflicts like you never want to start a scene in conflict because like nobody wants to like people arguing isn't funny yeah 
if anyone saw the Oscars. Oh God! I'm sure there are thoughts. (laughs) How timely! Truly striking against. (laughs) Please. Do the Oscars always happen in Aries season? Because maybe they shouldn't. Keely, let me just tell you: if Lynn were there, none of this would have happened. Stop it. I'm just saying, there was one man who was supposed to be there that night and wasn't. And look what happened. There's probably and look what happened. people that were supposed to be there. And look what happened. I think Lynn's a very talented man, but I don't think his sheer presence would have stopped Will Smith from slapping <laughs> someone across the face. But you'll never be able to prove that. Okay. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh wow! Live your truth, elementals. Live your truth, men. We won't talk about men ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Happy matriarchy season. We um spent an entire episode talking about women moment. <laughs> like actually, and misogyny. So yeah, okay, okay, okay. Um. Well, hope you all enjoyed this little palate cleanser. <laughs> Yep, and if you enjoy our laughing episodes, um, if you are a target demographic, which are people who like to laugh and also talk about serious things while while at the same time and maybe throw in a little lighthearted observational shit-talking here and there, um, leave a rating, leave a review, and follow us on Instagram. And YouTube. Yeah, watch watch the YouTube videos as well to truly see. Yeah, I, think I, I cried like eight scope. times during this conversation. So, okay. Well, until next time, do you have a song to close us out? <laughs> Can't wait to see you again. It's only a matter of time. <laughs>